come to pass. And we just bless the Lord for the miracles that we continue to receive um, of people are getting jobs who have waited for so long uh, to get jobs. And you know, God has done it for them. And this morning they can sing together and say, you know what, uh, what we waited for for so long has come to pass in front of us. People that we are believing God, uh, you know, to, to, you know, to get married, to get, get going. And you know what, we can sing together here. The Lord has done it and is doing it in their lives. People that are had healthy challenges and you know what? God had seen them through. People that had just all sorts of, you know, the obstacles to go through, anything that they needed in their lives. And you know what? God has done it through, has done it for them. People that are believing God for breakthrough in their families, in their children, in relationships. And uh, we can stand here on the eve of 
for half of the year 2023, and we can say that, you know what, God has been faithful for us. And maybe you are sitting there and saying, you know what, God hasn't come through for me. We want to encourage you this morning, the God who has seen, who has been, who has come through for the others, he will also come through for you. If he has done it for a brother, he has done it for a sister, you know what, it's not a respect of persons, he will also do it for you. And so be encouraged this morning as we join together. And I want to just go straight to share uh, God's word this morning. And I want to uh, refer ourselves to um, the book of Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians, uh, chapter five, um, chapter five. Uh, from I'll read maybe from you can read from verse eleven to twenty-one, but I'll read from verse sixteen in the interest of time. Second Corinthians, chapter five, uh, verses eleven, um, verses eleven to twenty-one. And but for the sake of this reading, I'll read from verse sixteen. The Bible says. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. Other versions of the Bible say, if you are in Christ, you are a new creation. The old has gone, the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, and he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God we are making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. God has made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of, of God. I want to um, use this scripture to, this morning, um, you know, and really to speak a lot you know, from verses 20. Uh, where it says, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors. I want to speak this morning on the power of living like an ambassador, the power of living like an ambassador based on, on this scripture. And as I just introduced what I want to share with us, I don't know when we talk about ambassadors, what comes into your mind. When you talk ambassadors, we, you know, the word embassy, comes into our mind, and specifically, um, you know, for us in Kenya, you know, one of the ambassador embassies that is very, very, uh, you know, very big is the American embassy. And they had an ambassador uh, who was very, very, uh, I think, uh, one of the most amazing ambassadors uh, that was in the country in, in the year 1989. And he was, he was, he was, he was, his name was Smith Emston. Most of you would remember him. He was one of the most, most controversial um, American ambassadors that we had. He was called Smith Hempstone. And uh, the reason why he was so, uh, you know, he was so famous is because, you know, the country was going through a very, a very difficult period at that time in 1899. There was a lot of demand for, you know, freedom and, 
it took the American ambassador at that time to really um you know help in in that in that regard most of you remember he he occasionally actually uh, housed the the people that we are fighting for you know democracy at that time they were at the time they were all of them being arrested and a lot of them went to hide in the american embassy at that time for a few days hiding there so they could not be arrested and at that time the american embassy then became a refuge uh, for those uh, people that were under persecution or were about to be arrested. And so this morning, as we speak about uh, the power of being an ambassador, I want you to have that in the back of your mind, of the role that embassy played. It was a place of refuge. Um, and when, the, uh, when these people went to that embassy, they could not be arrested. The Kenyan government could not get them out. They had no power. To go and uh, to go into the American embassy, they have no power at all. They cannot arrest him. They cannot do anything. And so, I want you to have that in the back of your mind as we reflect on what we have read here this morning. Um, verse sixteen says, "So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view." But I think that one itself is powerful because Paul, uh, writing this very powerful words, is saying, "You know, we do not regard anyone." from a worldly point of view, and saying basically, let us not be judgmental. Let us not be judgmental. Let us not stereotype people. Uh, you know, the church has got our habit of, you know, being judgmental, stereotyping people. Uh, but Paul is saying, no, we should not regard anyone uh, from a worldly point of view. And then he also goes on to say, we are a new creation. And, you know, God has given us a ministry of reconciliation. I don't know what you mean, what message you have, but I want us to encourage us this morning. The, the message that God has given to us as a church is a message of reconciliation. That's the message. That's the message that is in our hands. What we mean by message of reconciliation? It means that we are dealing with a God of a second chance. When you are reconciling people, you are giving them a second chance. It means everyone is welcome. It means, you know, whoever may come. That's the message that God has given us. And as we go out there and face the world, we need to know that everybody, you know, deserves a second chance. We are all sinners. We were all lost. Um, you know, we are all completely, you know, when blown it off, and um, God gave us a second chance. And so, as we embrace and as we talk to people, let us always have the back in the back of our mind that the ministry that God has given us is a ministry of reconciliation. And reconciliation is always about a second chance. It's always about forgiveness. And everyone is well. Everyone is always welcome. But in this uh, context, Paul then introduces something very important um, in, in verse 20 of 2 Corinthians. He says, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors. He says, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. And he says, we implore you in Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So in this scripture of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, Paul is saying, he's seeing himself as an ambassador of Christ. Paul saw his ministry as that of an ambassador. He's not seeing himself as a preacher. He's not seeing himself as an evangelist. 
or he's not seeing himself as a leader or as a pastor. But Paul is saying, no, I am, we are, therefore, Christ's ambassadors. That's what Paul saw himself as. And this morning, I pray as we uh, go to share, we will transition to seeing ourselves actually as ambassadors as we speak about the power of being an ambassador. Paul saw himself as an ambassador. Now, when you look at um, ambassadors, as I've described with the American embassy, is that ambassadors, as ambassadors, we live in one place, but we are from another place. The embassy, the American ambassador I was talking about, um, is an American citizen, um, but living in Kenya. So uh, you live in one place, but you are from another place. You are, and, and if you are the American ambassador in Kenya, you are American first of all, and but you don't live in America. You live in Kenya, so you live in a host nation. You have a nation that has hosted you, but you are from. You have a home nation. There's a nation where you come from, but you are not living in that in that. Um, um, you know, home that you that you that that whole home or your home nation, you live in a in a host nation. So that's very important. An ambassador lives in a host nation, but he's not a citizen of the nation. He's a citizen of his home nation. Another thing that is very important about ambassadors is that um, you live in the host nation, but you are resourced from your home nation. The American ambassador does not take care of himself. All those embassy employees and everybody, everything that's going on in the American embassy in Nairobi, the resources come from Washington. Everything is resolved from the home nation. And that's an important thing. As we talk about your power of being an ambassador, you live in a host nation. But that host nation, you're not a citizen of that host nation. Uh, you have a home nation where you where you come from, and Paul is declaring here: we are Christ ambassadors here on on earth. And so we have to look, um, you know, beyond all the challenges and live from your host nation. So when you are an ambassador in Kenya and you are an American ambassador, you have to look beyond. All the challenges of your host nation. Kenya may have many challenges. They may have problems. They may have strife, like, you know, we had those days when they were helping us. You know, they may have luck. But, you know, you, despite the challenges in the host nation, um, you need to live from your host nation. You need to live from your home, you know, your home nation. You are, you, there are challenges in the host nation. But you have to stretch yourself and make sure that you live um, from your home nation. And this comes out very clearly. If you remember the story of Isaac um, when he was in in in, in when he, he was in a place where there was famine um, in Egypt, and the Bible says that he planted during famine. During famine, he planted, and because he understood that he was in a foreign land where there was famine all around. But he knew that his resource from a different nation. He knew that he had a covenant with God. He had a, he had a whole nation 
even though he's in a place where he's famine, and he's not living as if he's a citizen of that nation that's having famine. And so he's able to live from the home nation. And, you know, so, and because of that, the Bible tells us that he planted uh, during a period of famine. And the Bible says he, he harvested hundredfold. He was able to live from the home nation. Everybody around him was saying this drought, this famine, this lack. But the Bible says that Isaac planted and he harvested, he reaped hundredfold. Why? Because he was not living from the host nation. He was living from his home nation. Everything that he was receiving from the home nation was planned, planned, planned. While everybody around him is seeing famine, is seeing strife, is seeing lack, the Bible says he planted. And that's what we mean. You are in a host nation. There may be challenges in the host nation. You must live from your home nation and listen and, you know, to what, what the home nation is, is saying. So there may be, you know, there may be no food, there may be no, no medicine, there may be no food, you know, there may be challenges like, you know, everybody is saying and, you know, there's so much, you know, everybody is saying this lack of that and there's no money, the economy is bad. But you know what? What is the host nation that is crying about that? But we are ambassadors in this nation, this old nation, and we are not we are resourced. We are resourced from another country, from another nation, which is our home nation. And so, all around us, there may be lack, there may be struggle, there may be many things. But we need to remind ourselves this morning, irrespective of what is happening from around us, we are we are resourced from our home nation. We are ambassadors. And so even when there's famine and blood all around us, we have to keep reminding ourselves, you know what? Our resources are not coming from the host nation. Our resources are coming from the home nation. It's nothing bad like an ambassador who has forgotten who, who, you know, who he represents. And each morning, you know, one we remind ourselves, that we are not affected by the economy of the host nation because we are resourced from our home nation. So I can assure you the American embassy in Nairobi, they don't get concerned about drought in Nairobi. They don't get concerned about, you know, this lack of that or, you know, this an increased taxation and fuel has gone up and, you know, now there's going to be VAT and everything is going to, uh, the cost of living has increased they are immune completely from those things because they are not resourced from Kenya. Their resources are coming from Washington. And what's most important is what the home nation is saying. But that is where their resources are coming from. And this morning, brethren, as we continue in this fellowship, I feel I should encourage us that we need to remember that, you know what, when all around us is giving way, we are absolutely ambassadors on this nation and we are not resourced from here we belong to a kingdom and that kingdom that we represent here on earth is not going through drought that kingdom has not had a, re a regime change the kingdom that we represent has not has got no finance bill the kingdom that we represent has not had a change of government the kingdom that we represent is powerful is mighty nothing has changed they can you know the, the kingdom we represent is intact it does not change because of seasons. You know what? 
we are ambassadors here on earth. And therefore, irrespective of what is happening around us, be reminded this morning, you are an ambassador and your resources are not coming from your hot nation. Your resources are coming from the nation that you represent, which is your home nation. And so we have to remind us every time when we find ourselves in difficult situations, in a difficult environment, we have to remind ourselves, you know what? We have better us here. And our resources are not coming from the host nation. Um, and so we also need to understand that we do not draw our value. We, we do not draw our values. We do not draw our identity, nor our calling, nor our relationships, nor our direction. We don't draw that from the host nation. We, you know, we are connected to our home nation. Or the values, the things that are dear to us, the things that we believe, the identity, our identity, to know who you are. You know, we are, who are you? We are, we know who we are in Christ. We know who we are. When you speak to the American ambassador, when he speaks, he does not speak like a Kenyan. He speaks like the ambassador of the United States of America. And he's very clear about his citizenship. He knows he's American. He knows where he comes from. We know what brethren, we know our identity is in Christ. We know who we are. God created us with his own purpose. He crafted us. He has got a destiny for us. And you know what? He loves us so much and he wants us to succeed. Therefore, we need, we need to know that we don't draw our identity, nor our values from the host nation. We draw our identity from Christ, who is the king of um, in our in our home nation, and so it is important for us to learn to live from the inside. The home nation. When you speak about your home nation, this is internal. It is inside you. It is a spiritual dimension. You know, this is your eternal home. You know, we need to live from our homeland out into the host nation. So we are in the world. You know what? We are not living as in the world. We are living from our home nation. They're representing the kingdom of God. The host nation is the physical world that we are living in. It is temporal. It is temporary. The world is temporary. We are here for a short time. We are here for a very, very short time. But our home, our host, our, 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 our home, our eternal home, our home is eternal. You know, our homeland is eternal. We, it is eternal. We live there forever. You know, the American ambassador is in Kenya for a short time. He doesn't live there forever. They come for a fixed term. And when he's finished, he goes back to his home, his homeland, where he stays forever. You know, so we have a home and we have our home, uh, which is not temporary, which is eternal. And we need to have that clarity. And the church, the church of Jesus Christ is God's embassy here on earth. I, and, and this is powerful. The church is God's embassy here on earth. It is it's a piece of heaven here on earth. When the American, um, you know, when the opposition people at that time ran into the United States embassy, jumped in and the ambassador welcomed them inside. 
You know what? The government of Kenya could do nothing. They could not arrest them because those people were inside the embassy of the United States of America. And you know what? The church of Jesus Christ, the church that we are going to go to this morning, that is God's embassy. It is God's embassy here on earth. It's a piece of heaven. It's sovereign territory. You know, and when you are inside there, when you're inside there, you know what? There's nothing that the enemy can do about, about you. And so the embassy, there needs to be a place where we offer refuge to the host nation, the host people. You know, when you go to the when when you when you go to the embassy, it, it, it will be sad for you to go and find the path of the embassy just having a good time themselves there. You know, you know, just the staff having parties throughout every day. You know, the, the whole year from January to December, the uh, the embassy staff, the ambassador and the staff are just having moving from one party to another, to another, to another. That's not what people do inside an embassy. Embassy, the embassy of the American embassy in Kenya is involved in activities that is trying to touch the, the host, the host nation. They are they are trying to help people. They are trying to help people in the nation where, where, the, where the embassy is located. So the role of the church is to help people, to provide a place of refuge for people that are hurting all around us. One of the services that is provided at the, at the embassy is the visa. If you want to go to America, they say they'll give you a visa. Where do you get a visa? A visa is a piece of document that you go and get from the embassy that allows you to be able to travel into the into the into in, into the host into the home nation. They give people visas. Let me tell you, the Church of Jesus Christ is, is God's embassy here on earth, and our biggest mandate is to give people visas to travel to go to our home nation. Our job is to give people visas to give them documents that they need to go to heaven. That's the whole purpose. One of the biggest primary functions of an embassy is to give visa to those that want to travel to the nation that they represent. And I believe that's one of the primary functions of, of the church uh, of Jesus Christ. We need to give people visa. Every single day when we go to church this Sunday, our job is to look for people that need to get visa to go to heaven. It's our number one mission, which is reaching out others for Christ. In addition to providing people a place of refuge, the embassy of America became a refuge for those that were having problems. The church of Jesus Christ is the embassy here on earth. We need to provide a place of refuge to those that need it. And I believe if you look at it in that aspect, you will then begin to understand why Paul, who wrote this powerful scripture saying, we are now Christ ambassador, why he was able to live so, so powerfully. Paul discovered something about being an ambassador that was so, so powerful. And that's why he writes later in, in, the, in, the, in the New Testament, he writes, he says, I became all things to all people. I became all things to all people to win them to Christ. He was so clear about his mission as an ambassador that he was willing to become all things to all people so that he could be able to give them a visa to be able to go to, you know, to heaven. And Paul, you know, I think one of the key things that, that also is, is critical as, and as an ambassador is that you're also immune 
from the host country laws. When you are an ambassador, you are immune from host country laws. You cannot be prosecuted. The American ambassador can never be taken to court in Kenya. He can never be prosecuted. He cannot be punished from any crime committed in the host nation. Only the home nation can re revoke that what is called diplomatic immunity. You know, you cannot be punished. You cannot be prosecuted. You cannot be taken to court when you're an ambassador. And you know, it is powerful that as Christ's ambassadors here on earth, brethren, we have diplomatic immunity. We have diplomatic immunity. The same way that you cannot take an ambassador to court. You never hear of an ambassador who has been taken to a Kenyan court. They are above the law. They cannot be prosecuted. They cannot be taken to court at all. They have diplomatic immunity. And this morning, I want to tell us here, you, we have, we have diplomatic immunity. You know, what do we mean by this? You know, if you look at the life of Paul, you realize that Paul, no matter what the host country did to Paul, they could not stop him. They could not stop him. You know, if Paul, if Paul knew they could never take away his diplomatic immunity. No matter what they threw Paul, no matter what they did, they tortured him, they, they beat him. Paul knew they could not stop one. That's why in Romans chapter 8, verses 31 to 39, Paul makes a bold statement. Romans chapter 8, verses 31 to 39. Paul makes this bold statement. He says, what then? Shall we say in response to these things, if God is for us, who can be against us? He would not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring in charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. And then he makes this statement that I pray that we'll catch this morning. He says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? He makes that statement. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? He says, shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword. He's saying, since written for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. And verse 37, he says, Now, in all these things, and I love it, um, you know, diplomatic immunity. I'm telling you, brethren, we have diplomatic immunity. No one can take us to a court in this nation, in this land, in this nation that we live in. They may do whatever they want to do, but we have diplomatic immunity. It says no one. It says in in all these things, we are more than Congress through Him who loved us. In all these things. We are more than Congress. Paul had been shipwrecked. He had been flogged. They almost murdered him. They stoned him. They, you know, they spattered him. They did all sorts of things to this man. He says, you know, these things. And I pray, I don't know, brethren, what you are going through right now. 
You know, we go through difficult situations. We go through tough things in this world, in this host nation where we are. You know, we go through hardship, we go through luck, we go through loss, we, we lose our loved ones, people that are so dear to us. We know we, we go we go through job losses, we go through persecution, we go through financial luck, we go through relationship challenges, we have challenges in our families, we go through so many things. I want to encourage us this morning. Yes, in all Paul says, in all these things. Things. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And then Paul makes this statement. He says, For I am convinced. I don't know about you. I don't know about you. I am convinced. He says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Paul makes this declaration. You know, they had thrown everything at Paul to shut him down. You know, they could not put him down. They could not mute his voice, could not compromise him. They had beaten him. Yet, you know, there at some point in time, they left him for dead. He was shipwrecked. He was beaten by snakes. They beat him with lashes. Yes, they did all these things. They could not put Paul down. Why? Paul understood he's in a host nation, but he's not living from that nation. He's living from his home nation. So they could not mute his voice. They could not compromise him because he knew that he's an ambassador in this world and he had diplomatic immunity. He had learned to live from his homeland while in another land. He's in this land, you are in this old nation. But you know what? Paul is living from his homeland. He's in the land to live inside his homeland, while host nation. And I believe, brethren, as we go and navigate the challenges of this, of what that, that's in front of us in this period that we have as a nation, you have to learn and live like an ambassador. You need to learn to live from your home nation while you're in a hostile nation. You have to draw strength from your homeland, from your home nation while you're living in this land. You know what this is? Paul knew. You know, when you when you have immunity, they can they can do anything to you physically. They can frustrate you. You know, and, and at some point in time, Paul actually makes reference. He says he's an ambassador in Cain's. He uses that statement again in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 18 to 21. He's saying he's you know he's he's, he's writing to the Ephesians and he's saying pray and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. He says, Pray for also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given. Me, so that I'm fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. And verse 20 says, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Paul knew, they, you know, he, he was, he, they knew that even if they put him on chains, even if they chain him, which they did, but you know what? He knew he does not draw his strength from the host nation. He knew how to live from his home nation. That's why Paul is saying, he's able to say that all things work together for good of those that love him. He said, 
despite all the things that they did to Paul. You know, if you look at what they did, he beat him. It's, they almost killed him. If you look at the things that he's, 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 he's talking about here, you know, these are things that actually, you know, Paul went through, he said, it's a trouble. Paul had so much trouble. Yes, he went through so much hardship. Persecution, yes, they persecuted him. Famine, yes, they persecuted him. There are moments when he did not have anything. He talked about nakedness. Paul said there were times when he was naked, he didn't have anything. You know, he, 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 had, he, had, he lived in all good. In short, he faced death every single day. But Paul declares, he says, I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present or the future, neither height or death shall separate us from the love of Christ. He knew where his home nation is. And that is one thing they cannot do to you. They may imprison you. They may put you in pains. You know what? They can never separate you from your home nation. They can never separate you from your home nation. They can take away. They can teach you. They can do everything that they want. They can never, ever, ever take away that connection with the home nation. It is something that is dear to you. It's dear to me. And we must learn to live connected to our home nation, irrespective of what is happening around around us. You know, God would take whatever was thrown to him because he lived from his home nation while in the host nation. And you know, despite all adversity, despite all the challenges that come through, you know, come to us, we have to live from our internal life inside our in, in in inside we have to live from our homeland you know when you live like this when you live in your home nation while in your host nation it enables you to prosper while in prison like joseph joseph was in prison the environment was bad the host nation he was living was bad it was a prison the bible says he prospered in that prison Despite the environment being bad, oh, you know, Joseph lived connected with his God. He had a relationship with God. Despite him being in a in a hard environment, no one no one could take that connection with him, and so he prospered in prison. I want to encourage us, brethren, in the seasons that we are going to go into, that is ahead of us as a church, you have to be so connected with your home nation so that irrespective of what is happening around you, the famine, the lack, the challenges, the tribe, everything that is happening around us in our host nation should have no impact on us because we are so connected with the love of Christ, with that deep love of Christ that we know what it makes everything else become irrelevant. And that's why Paul says, neither death nor height, nor death, nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Paul understood that we had diplomatic immunity. You know, they can take away anything. They can beat us. They can throw us away. They can call us names. They can throw us out. But that relationship that you have with Christ, you have relationship you have with Jesus Christ. Nobody can ever take that one away. It is our diplomatic immunity. And so we can be in a place where everything is so bad. We are people are we are hurting so much. There's so much going around us, but we are prospering on the inside because the love of Christ, no one can ever take it away from us. Um, you know, when we live from that position, 
It enables us to reap big in to harvest in a big way during famine. That's what Isaac did. He's in a place. The environment is bad. People are, you know, this, you know, this drought all around. No one is planting. And because he's living, he's connected to God, he plants when there's famine. And the Bible says you have it hundredfold. You can triumph in tragedy. Tragedy can come your way, but you can triumph in tragedy when you live connected to God, when you understand your diplomatic community. And nobody can ever take that relationship of Christ with you. That love of Christ, nobody can take that one, well, you know, that one away from you. You can be peace and asleep in the boat. If you remember, Jesus was in the boat with the disciples and they are sailing and there was such a violent wind and the boat was being tossed away. But Jesus is sleeping there, but he's absolutely at peace and everything around him is sinking. You can be at peace and asleep in the boat all around them. Yeah, the disciples were panicking. They were wondering what is happening here, but Jesus is in the boat absolutely asleep. Why? Because he is of his living from his home nation. Let me tell you, brethren, no one can take, can never take away your relationship with Christ. They no one, that's why that's why Paul is inside the prison. He's writing that letter to the Ephesians and he's saying, I'm an I'm in chains. But you know what? His, his connection and his love and his connection with God, nobody can ever take that away. And that's the diplomatic immunity that we have. As you walk around this nation, in your own nation, I want to tell you, you have diplomatic immunity. You know what? You can, there can be bullets flying all around you. But you know what? Nothing is moving you because you are the love of Christ. The love of Christ that you have can never be taken away by anyone in Jesus' name. You know, you can, when you are, when you, when you understand this, you can give when all around, everybody is saying with the old, everyone is saying things, times are tough. You know, you don't even have enough for yourself. You know, there's so much strife, there's so much luck. But you know what, when you leave from the homeland, you can give, you can give. When everybody is saying withhold, because the world is saying, oh, there's lack, there's strife, there's nothing like that. But you know what? You can stand up and give when everybody is saying withhold. When everybody is looking at himself, looking for himself, you can stand up and give when everybody is withholding. This is what makes God's embassy unique and special. The American ambassador knows no matter what happens, he is protected by his homeland. The American ambassador knows if somebody was to touch him in Kenya, the entire American you know, military machine will be unleashed on that nation. We have seen them take an entire ship, you know, full of thousands of soldiers to go and rescue one, 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 one American soldier, one American soldier. They would go everywhere to get one of them, one American stuck somewhere. They would get the entire resources of the nation just for one, one, one person. And that is, you know, that is just the American embassy. It's just the American government. We serve a mighty kingdom. And you know what? God will protect you. God will provide you. You are, you are the ambassador of God. You are Christ's ambassador. The entire Christ machine is behind you. If anyone tries to joke with you, the entire army of God is behind you. The angels of God are behind you. The entire government of God 
it behind you because you are representing them here on earth. And sometimes we forget this. We, we allow the circumstances around us to reduce us to ordinary citizens. We are not ordinary citizens. We are ambassadors of Christ. And we represent a mighty kingdom. The kingdom that we represent is powerful. It is mighty. It has got a strong army. It has unlimited resources. We are protection from God. We know the, the American ambassador knows that he is supported. He has got support. When he speaks, he speaks on behalf of the president of the United States of America. That's the power behind him. And you know what? We are representing the mighty king, a kingdom of God. We are representing Christ himself. So when we stand, when you take a stand, you're not taking a stand for yourself. You're taking a stand for Christ. Again, the American ambassador knows when there's a problem, he will be rescued. There's backup. You know, there's backup behind their ships there. There's an army, there are fighter jets. There's, there's enough machinery to come and rescue you. And it's what is behind you. When you represent Christ as an ambassador, there's an entire army of angels behind you to defend you, to rescue you. So even when you find yourself in a difficult situation, I want you to look to know you are well covered. There's, an, there's a kingdom behind you. And that kingdom has got an army. That kingdom will defend you. They will rescue you. When you know that, it enables you to, you know, it enables you to move with confidence. It enables you to be generous because you know what you represent a mighty, mighty, mighty kingdom. That's why you can sing. If you remember, the Bible tells us of um, Paul and Silas. Uh, you know they had been they had been preaching, and then they got arrested and they got locked up in in prison. Um, you know they had been fast. They, they got flogged. They got beaten, and then they were jailed. But the Bible says in Acts chapter sixteen, verses twenty five to thirty four. Bible, you know, Acts sixteen twenty five to thirty four. Bible says at midnight. At midnight. The Bible says, Paul and Silas, they were praying, and they sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. Then suddenly there was a great earthquake. The foundations of the prisons were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's hands were loosed. The Bible says, these brethren, they have been flogged, they have been beaten. You know what? You know, nobody can take the joy. They are living from the home nation. They are saying, you can't silence us. We may be bleeding. We may be bruised. You know what? You can't silence us. You can't kill us. You can't tame us. We have got diplomatic immunity. And so at about midnight, the Lord says they are singing praises to the almighty God. And you know what the Bible says, the prison doors flew open. God's army came to their rescue. You know, God's power was being manifest. These were ambassadors um, that God needed to come and rescue. And I want to tell you, brethren, whatever you find yourself in the days ahead, whatever, whatever tough times you may find yourself in, I want you to know there's a God voice, there's a powerful kingdom behind you that will stand by you, that will rescue you. Who says, you know, you know, sometimes we 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 can be we can we can be so conditioned by our conditions, you know, and, and we don't behave like you know that we are we are, we represent a mighty kingdom. But these brethren, Paul and Silas, did not allow the prison environment to define them. You know, they you know, and and and, and that's why he said he, Paul said, I'm convinced that neither death, neither the economy, 
Nothing will separate us from the love of Christ. And these brethren, they are in jail, but they are not living in the host nation environment, connected to God, and they're able to give praise. And the Bible says, at about midnight. That's why I love midnight. I love midnight prayers. I love being watching over things over midnight. There are things that God does at midnight. doesn't do it in the morning or during the day. There are things that God does about midnight. About midnight. The Bible says the armies of God came, and the prison doors flew open, and they were set free in Jesus' name. And so this morning, as I wrap this up, Respect your being in an awful situation, no matter what life throws to you. I want to tell you, life is, we are living in a fallen world. There are many things that will be thrown into your life. Many things will come your way. There'll be many prisons, there'll be many floggings, there'll be many threats, there'll be many things that may face, even maybe you are facing right now, this morning as I speak. But I want to tell you, no matter what life throws, you can be awesome in the midst of awful things. You can be awesome in the midst of things that are awful because you have diplomatic immunity with roots in Christ. And so despite what is happening in your life, we can show up every morning. We can wake up and show up in the service. We can show up and take our position to serve God. We can take up our positions to worship, to lead service, to usher people in, to provide you know, ushering security in the choir. We can show up to play the instrument. We can get up and go out there. We can go out there and serve. Despite all around you things being bad, we can rise every morning and we can serve. We can wake up despite what is going on in your life, despite the hardship, the pain, the trouble, the challenges that you're going through. But you can wake up in the morning like this and say, you know what, I'm going to love. I want to love people, despite you hurting, despite you going through a difficult situation. You can wake up and say, you know, I'll love, I'll continue, and I'll just continue loving. You can wake up and just be generous and say, you know what, despite, you know, the, the financial lack that is going on around, but you can wake up and say, what, I'm going to be generous to the kingdom of God. You can wake up, despite what has happened, despite what life throws at you. You can give in there, you can put in your time, your effort, you can serve. Why? Because we have got diplomatic immunity and we are living from our homeland. We are not living in the environment we are in. And so we can wake up every morning despite what life throws you. And I don't know what life has thrown to you. I know things have been tough. I know there have been many difficult things. But we can wake up irrespective of what is happening in your life, irrespective of what is happening in your heart, irrespective of the pain and the hardship that you're going through. But you know what? You are an ambassador of Christ. And so we can wake up and show up. We can get up. We can love again. We can be. We can forgive. We can encourage. We can be generous. We can put in our time. We can serve. Despite what is happening all around us, we can give praises to God. And that's what these brethren did from prison doors. Paul and Silas. They stood up there. They sang. They they praised God. And the Bible says at about midnight. Says so then suddenly there was a great earthquake. I don't know what God is going to do. But what I know, God moves. He has got a way of moving suddenly. Things that had persisted for a long time, things that have refused to go, things that you have struggled with, things that have been so hurting, but then suddenly the foundations of the prison were shaken, the doors were open, and everyone's bands were loose. And I pray as we become Christ ambassadors, you know what? God is going to perform miracles in our lives. So people will be able to behold and see what the Lord has done. If I want purpose, I go to pray. I remember 
We are Christ's ambassadors. We represent a mighty kingdom that is powerful and there's a whole army behind us. And we can show up despite awful things happening to you. You can wake up and be awesome in service to God in Jesus' mighty name. Let me pray. And I just want Brother Ndolo to, to just close it up for us in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. Thank you for sending us some passengers of your heavenly kingdom. And I pray this morning as I've shared with this brethren, Lord, you'll elevate us that we don't just become ordinary citizens. And we'll know that we are passengers of the most high God. And that we can walk with confidence knowing there's an entire army behind us. There's an entire support system behind us because we represent you here on earth. Thank you for everyone that has heard my voice. Now I pray that this message shall find room in our hearts. It shall bring confidence and faith and it shall unleash us to go out and serve, knowing that we are not ordinary people. So we are your ambassadors here on earth in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. And all please take it and wrap it up for us. Fanya mtu Urembo wangu